Today's podcast features an article from Discern Magazine. Ever since Discern Magazine began back in January of 2014, I've had the wonderful privilege of writing the Christ versus Christianity column that has appeared in nearly every issue, in fact, 45 issues to be exact. That column title was designed to be challenging and provocative. After all, how could Christ be against the very religion that bears his name? Isn't that an oxymoron? Christ versus Christianity? If you followed the series for the past seven years, I hope you saw the substance behind the somewhat radical title. The religion that claims Christ's name in many ways actually contradicts many of the things he taught. In our first article back in 2014, we based the premise of the series on a scripture found in Matthew 7 verse 21. The scripture records Jesus Christ saying something very interesting. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So according to this statement that Jesus made, people can confess he is Lord. They can call him Lord. That means in a certain sense they believe in him, but not really be Christian because they don't obey his will. They don't do what he says. Christ not only warned about false Christianity, but also in other places predicted it would come. He told us that some would claim to worship him, but would teach something quite different. You can see that in Matthew 15 verse 9. The question comes down to this. Do their teachings reflect or contradict his teachings? And we did just that. We examined many doctrines that are commonly taught in quote-unquote Christian churches today, and we saw that many of them blatantly or sometimes subtly contradict Christ's very words. We looked at teachings like the rapture, the customs of Christmas and Easter, the idea that all one has to do is accept Jesus to be saved. Other misguided ideas we looked at were, were hell, what the gospel is, what Jesus looked like, what it means to be saved, and many, many more. In fact, if you missed any of the articles, you can go back and explore the archive by visiting lifehopeandtruth.com forward slash discern forward slash CVC. But after seven years of writing Christ versus Christianity, we've decided to move on to a somewhat different approach with this column. We've spent about seven years examining many of the counterfeits. So we felt the natural follow-up is to transition to a more intense focus on the genuine article. And there's no better way to learn what true Christianity is, what real Christianity is, than through the life and teachings of Christ himself. His life and teachings modeled what true Christianity is. So after seven years of focusing on what Christ didn't do and teach, we will now transition to more of a focus on what he actually did do and what he actually did teach. As we do that, though, we'll undoubtedly uncover more common misperceptions about him. So with this podcast, I'd like to introduce the title of our new column, Walk as He Walked. Why are we calling this column Walk as He Walked? Well, this new series of articles is inspired by a concept that's found throughout the New Testament and specifically on the words John wrote 
in 1 John 2, verse 6. Let's read that. He who says he abides in him, that's Christ, ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Those words, walk just as he walked, really encapsulate Christianity in its most basic and pure form. In order to live and practice genuine Christianity, we must learn from the example of the one whose life defines it, Jesus Christ. That means his example and teachings must be the foundation on which we build our lives. We, we should think of his life and his words as the ultimate template, the ultimate guide for us to follow and imitate. Now, John was not the only New Testament writer to write about the importance of learning from and following Christ's example. The Apostle Peter was a man who, in his life, earlier in his life, literally walked hundreds of miles with Christ on the dusty roads of the Holy Land. Like John, he had a unique opportunity to spend more than three years with Jesus Christ, which gave him a front row seat to see how Jesus lived day in and day out. He watched him in all situations. He, he saw him in times of stress, times of leisure, in both formal and casual situations. He knew what Jesus Christ was like. He knew how he lived. He had been both corrected and commended by the man. No doubt those years spent living and walking with God in the flesh had a huge impact on his life and shaped the man he, and leader he would become. So in 1 Peter 2, verses 21 through 22, Peter underscored the importance of walking as Jesus walked, though in slightly different words than John used. Here's what Peter wrote. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Here Peter adds three more areas where Jesus set a perfect example. He talks about how he set an example and how he endured suffering, how he resisted sin, and how he used his words. Each of these areas of life, my friends, are just as relevant today as they were then. The Apostle Paul also lived and taught the same principle. We read in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 that he instructed his readers to imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Paul was a man who dedicated his life to imitating Christ and helping other people do the same. And he was a man who walked the walk. He wasn't perfect, but he did strive to walk in the steps of his Savior and he could confidently urge his readers to follow his example in doing the same. It's interesting, as you read the writings of the Apostle Paul, he would often point to Christ's example and urge his readers to follow it. A few examples you can read on your own are in Romans 15, verse 3, Ephesians 5, verses 1 through 2, and Philippians 2, verse 5. But it's also interesting that the principle of following Christ's steps or walking just as he walked goes all the way back to the Old Testament. In Psalm 85, verse 13, we read a prophecy about the future work of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. It says, Righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathway. Christ's life of righteousness did go before him, and we can still read about it today. We must study that life in order to make his footsteps our pathway. Or in other words, walk just as he walked. 
Jesus himself also taught the importance of this concept. Notice these words in Matthew 11, verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus said, Look at my life, learn from me, and imitate what you find. So we study his life to learn about him. As he pointed out here, two of the lessons we can learn from his example are gentleness and humility. We'll undoubtedly circle back to these lessons at some point in this series. Then, in one of his most direct and famous statements, found in John 14, verse 6, Jesus said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus Christ is the way. His life is the example. His life and his words reveal the truth, and he is the only path to eternal life. Could there be anything our world needs more than instruction on how to follow Christ's example, the way, the truth, and the life, in all areas of life? This series that we're starting now will strive to clearly highlight his example and show how it can be practically applied to life in today's world. But how can we know how to walk as he walked? You know, there are many false portrayals of Jesus Christ in our world today. Even the images we see in art and in movies look nothing like what he actually would have looked like. But thankfully, the Bible tells us a lot about how he lived his life, what his life looked like. We have four Gospels in the New Testament, which are four distinct accounts of Christ's life written by four very different men. Two of these men, Matthew and John, were eyewitnesses who spent hundreds upon hundreds of hours with the man himself. They were well qualified to write a biography, if you will, of Jesus Christ. Mark, who wrote another one of the Gospels, was possibly or likely an eyewitness to at least some of the events of Christ's life, but it seems that he and the other Gospel writer, Luke, primarily wrote their accounts by interviewing other eyewitnesses. These four accounts provide not only four different perspectives and angles from which we can view and study Christ's life and example, but also provide four reliable witnesses that testify to what he taught and how he lived. When we study the Gospels, we focus on both his words and his deeds as described by those who were there and saw his example. Throughout this series, we'll strive to put a clear spotlight on the real Jesus Christ to help you discern the difference between him and the many false depictions of him that are out there. Paul warned about people preaching another Jesus in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 4. My friends, the best way to discern the difference between false Christs out there is to closely study and understand the life of the genuine Jesus Christ written about in the pages of your Bible. In each article of this series or episode of this podcast, We'll focus on a specific episode in Christ's life and then carefully examine it for what it teaches us about him and how we can follow that example in life today. Though we'll primarily base these articles on the gospel accounts, we'll also look at other passages in God's word that add depth and detail to Christ's living example. It is our hope and prayer that this new series of articles will provide practical insights that will help you better follow the example of Jesus Christ in your daily life. Or, in other words, to walk as he walked.
Thanks for listening. For more information from today's featured article, visit lifehopeandtruth.com.